Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank all of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on Red State, Red State Talk Radio, the talk monster throughout the Fruited Plains and around the globe. Part, glad to be a part of that family. And if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see the Red State Talk billboard, the Talk Monster billboard, and uh, hey, the old C.L. Bryant show does pop up there 24-7, and um, C.L.'s face is looking right back at you there in Times Square, about a block from where we dropped the big ball on New Year's Eve, and I have a feeling come 2022, Oh, that ball is going to drop with a fervor because happy days won't be long from being back here again. Because in 2022, guess what's going to happen? Conservatives, and I'm telling you, I'm believing true conservatives are going to take back uh, the the both houses, both uh, the 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 Senate. And the House of Representatives. Let me tell you why I think that's going to happen. When you look around you and, hey, folks, I'll be on uh, with my good buddy Hannity a little bit later on today. Um, when you look around you and hey, let's just face it, this uh, this violence that the National Guard had to be deployed to in Minneapolis just before midnight on Sunday after the area was rocked by hours of violence and looting that was spawned from protest over a police involved fatal shooting of a black man earlier in the day and this is going on of course while uh, you know the Derek uh, Chauvin uh, case is going on but but see in Louisiana, I need to use this as an example to you. Let me tell you. In Louisiana, we don't need much of an excuse to throw a party. I mean, just have a, a real all-out party where everybody's having a good time, good food. The cooks get to cook. The bartenders get to bartend. The preachers get to preach or whatever, you know, is going on. We're having a good time. That's what we do in Louisiana. We're known for it. Okay. Any, any excuse to have a party. Okay. That's us. What you're seeing in places like uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and places like that, where you have these people who are pseudo angry, supposed to be angry, 
they, they've never experienced a really tough day, uh, many of them. Many of them. There might be, might be a few who are angry over how life turned out for them. But that life still turned out for them in America, right? They're not in Nigeria or anywhere like that where life could have been really bad. Really bad. But, but they are finding any excuse to do what? No, not to protest. These people are finding any excuse to take your stuff out of your business. Yeah, these people are looking for, and yeah, I'm saying these people. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely saying they are looking for reasons to steal out of your house. And they are, I I, I hate to tell you this, but you should know it by now. The only way you're going to wake up to it is to hear it. And, 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 And people like myself and Sean, and we're saying it over and over again. They are being guided by people who, by other folks who want to take down this nation. It is time now for patriots, people who love our nation, people who love work. I was talking to my friend Adam, Adam Brandon yesterday on his show on Newsmax. And actually, Adam's the president of our company, um, uh, the company one of the, the, uh, that I'm a senior fellow with, uh, Freedom Works. And I've been with them now for, well, this is the 12th year. Of course, CL does, the CL Bryant show, CL does the Freedom Works thing. I put on that hat. I put on the CL Bryant show hat. I put on, uh, of course, I wear first and foremost anytime um, I have my preacher hat on because that's what I'm, that's my profession, you know. Uh, it's like I'm L.C. Bryant's son. I'm, I, that's all what I'm always is. I'm always a, uh, a preacher. I'm always that. You know, whether whether you see me as Elsie Bryant's son or not, that's what I am. That's who I am. OK, so that's what I am. But the other things that I do, I put on various hats for it. Freedom Works, put that hat on the the radio show. Put that hat on uh, when I go out and speak on engagements. There is a hat. And then I go out as an author. And then, uh, hey, folks, um, we're really looking good on um, getting another film made. And uh, you'll be hearing more about that. As we get closer to um, putting together a team uh, to get it done. And it will be right on time. I'll be telling you more about it as time goes on. But these are people that I'm talking about who put on the hat of loot your house. Yeah, they put on the hat of Let's take their stuff because somehow they don't deserve it. Huh? Somehow they think that wealth and riches and and things like that just came out of somebody's behind. Oh, now listen, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk straight to you. There are people, there are young people who believe that what you have, you did not earn. And and, and 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 yes, let me let me say this to you about you you trust fund and inheritance babies and all this kind of stuff. If you kept it over this period, if you still have it, if you still have it, you did something to keep it. 
even if you went to to uh, attend the board of trustees or or went to attend the family board, what, whatever it was, there was minuscule. There was, there was there's requirements on you keeping it. I don't care who you are. I don't, I don't care. I don't care if you're uh, Paris Hilton, rich uh, and trust fund baby. You still have to do certain things to keep that. So, so that, yeah, that that is yours. And even before you came along, there was somebody else who, and you, if you're talking about generational wealth that all of us should try to build, then there's somebody else before you that paid the price, and there's somebody else before them that paid the price. And you mean to tell me that because somebody comes down a generation, two generations later, and sees the works of their hands manifested in your life, they're jealous of you and they want to burn down your business. They want to loot your stuff and they want to make you a pariah simply because you're the one who's providing jobs. You see, this is the problem I had with Coca-Cola and, 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 and Delta airline. None of their people, and follow me on Rev on um, Twitter at Rev at Rev C L Bryant at Rev C L Bryant. This is the problem that I have with Coca Cola and uh, Delta. None of their employees have a problem uh, voting anywhere. Are you hearing me? None of their employees will ever have that problem. Yeah. They go to the polls, they vote if they want to. If they don't, uh, then hey, that's on them too. They have a choice. And and, and the, the truth of the matter is when we look at this violence that's going on um, in Minnesota, suburb of Minnesota, over uh, you know another black man, yeah, he gets killed. And um, all the stories beginning to come out about that. And it's time that uh, we talk about it again. We're not really sure what went down. But we know that whatever went down, (laughs) it, it, it gave them an excuse want to burn down your stuff and take your stuff any excuse now now hear what I'm saying if Coca-Cola has that kind of concern for its black employees and Delta has that kind of concern for its black employees wouldn't it serve a reason that that some of the, the, the people who might work for Delta and Coca-Cola might have a business interest in some of those buildings that burned down Huh? Oh, I know people all over the place <laughs> that have business interests in things you'd never know they had interest in. And they're black, they're Latino, they're white, they're whoever. People invest in things that you never suspect that they even have an interest in. But all of a sudden, you look up, I told you, I'm just the uh, in Kenosha. I had a friend that I, I had a business interest in that friend's business that burned down up in Kenosha. Yeah, 
let's just put it plainly. I mean, I'm not calling any names or anything, but yeah, there there are people who give other folks money to 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 stay afloat, and guess what happens when that that business burns down by some thug who doesn't care what he's doing or doesn't care what he's destroying. He doesn't care. He can't, he doesn't care that you, that you living a, a thousand miles away uh, may actually have done, done something to help this guy along in business or somebody that you know, or uh, may have the business next door may have helped the business next door. And all of a sudden you set fire to that and it's burned down. You idiot. You just burned up our money. You just burned up the money of the person you never meet over somebody you never met but the only reaction you have is to destroy this has to stop are you hearing me this has to stop but I'm telling you all you Americans every one of you my fellow Americans get a gun get several (laughs) Yeah, get several, and you better get them now. Hmm? You better get them now. Get at least one that's very capable. Uh, Get one that's very powerful. And get one that's kind of handy. Yeah. Yeah, one that's very capable. One that's very powerful. And one that's very handy. You're going to need all three of those. Yeah. Uh, yes, I am. I'm I'm not advocating gun violence. I'm advocating gun responsibility and I'm advocating second amendment rights. You had better arm yourself because listen to me. We're we're sounding the bell, we're ringing the bell. The bell is being rung very loudly right now, right here. The bell is being rung very loudly. You listen, the reason why, uh, and I'll say this again, people in rural areas do not get home invaded is because criminals know that people who live in the country are usually armed But because of the city policies and all that kind of stuff that goes on in the city, well, you can't, you can't, you can't really fire or have a gun. You can hear us out in the country shooting all the time. <laughs> yeah, we know which direction to shoot and all that. Ain't nobody ever got nothing. Ain't nothing ever happened. But in the city, that kind of stuff, stray bullets hit people all the time, don't they? Well, we're still going to find out what happened to this fellow here. Uh, this Duante Wright was his name. He's 20 years old. Uh, cops said Wright was pulled over for a traffic infraction just before 2 p.m. on Sunday. And officers then determined Wright had an outstanding warrant for his arrest. The police say Wright resisted arrest, getting back into his vehicle, at which point he was shot by one of the cops on the scene. Wright initially drove away from the scene, but his car, which also contained a female passenger, crashed into another vehicle several blocks away. Wright was pronounced dead at the scene. 
None of the other individuals involved in the crash sustained serious injuries. Brooklyn Center cops wear body cameras. The Minneapolis Police Tribune, uh, Star Tribune reported there, um, uh, reported there is believed to be a body camera and police car dash camera footage of the episode. The Bureau of Criminal Apprehension is conducting an independent investigation. Wright's mom, Katie Wright, said she was on the phone with Duante as he was getting pulled over. The Star Tribune reported she said he, she said she heard the sound of people struggling before someone said, Duante, don't run. Then the call ended. The next time she called, Duante's girlfriend answered and said he had been shot. A woman near the scene told the Star Tribune she witnessed uh, officers pull a man from a crashed vehicle and performed CPR. Um, now, this situation, of course, is being closely monitored. If things, listen, if things went down the way they did, uh, two people are to blame. Duante and the cop shot him. Uh, looks like uh, Duante only had to, you know, <laughs> yield and be arrested for an outstanding warrant. Listen, let me be honest with you. Of course, I can't. I have never been. Yeah, of course, I'm pulled over for speeding all the time, but I seldom, seldom uh, anything happens. Nothing. I can't remember the last speeding ticket that I actually got. I can't. I do remember the last time I was pulled over, but I can't remember the last speeding ticket I actually got. It's been years and years last time I got last speeding ticket. But I've been pulled over many times for speeding since then. Don't tell my insurance. <laughs> But I've been pulled over many times for speeding because I've got that lead foot, right? And um, the only thing that if I had a warrant on me and I was pulled over by the police, the only thing you do is go to jail. How much the warrant? What what can the what can the warrant be? I mean, you know, they let you out of jail anyhow. They let you out of jail. You just got to go to jail and bail out. You know, the same people who are concerned about you when you get yourself shot to death are the same people you can call to get you out of jail. Duante obviously wasn't thinking about that. Now they're going to do a toxicology on him and all that kind of thing to make sure he wasn't stoned or drunk or whatever, high on whatever. And then they'll come back with uh, their take on what happened. But in the meantime, people have to find an excuse to burn stuff down before you can even get the entire story or even rationally go through what that story was about. This has to stop. It has to stop. Now, and we Americans, we're the only ones who can stop it. And you know how you do it? By unleashing the public servants that we put the badge on their chest to do the job that lawmen have always done. I'll be back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you all for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the CL Bryant Show. I was saying when we left, and I know that you're going to have problems with it. That's, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you ain't never going to agree with everything I say no how. That's not, that's not the way it should be. I never, ever want to be surrounded by people who just agree with everything I say. Are you, are you hearing me? I just do not operate that way. No, I, 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 I can't, I can't stand it. Uh, my daughters, my wife, my son, we were always talking about something and no, we never usually had the same opinion about anything, but that was cool because we all grew from that. And what's happening in our society right now is that we're not able to grow at all because we're all locked into one way of seeing, one way of doing, because everybody's wanting to say what somebody thinks they want them to say. That's not what I'm, that's, that's, that's not what I'm about. I'm about just having conversation and seeing w- where it goes. I mean, uh, and just putting it all on the table and just see where it goes. How about that? You could be right. I could be wrong. Uh, you, I could be right. You could be wrong. Somebody else could be right, and we both could be wrong. But the principles of what's right and wrong to do for our nation stands within the Constitution of where the nation was founded. If you are a Christian, the principles of what's right and wrong stand within the Constitution of what your faith is founded upon. In mine is Scripture. And you come on under conviction uh, when you you find yourself uh, really, really stepping out of bounds. And you correct that. But what's happening is there, there's no correction mechanism. There is nothing. Not in government, not in schools, not in medicine. The, 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 the country seems to be going absolutely haywire. And the way this shooting sounds in the print, you know, hey, there is two people to blame for this young man's death. Two people to blame for it one is the young man who got the warrant listen you well you may not know you have warrant I don't know I don't know I don't know you may have forgot to go to traffic court you may have forgotten to go to whatever you know it may, it may not. I don't know what kind of warrant it was. Was it, was it a moving violation warrant? What, we need to find out what type of warrant this was, uh, Michelle. Yeah. I'm not seeing 
this. I'm just saying that he had an outstanding warrant. Um, and according to his mother, she heard somebody say these words, sounds of people. She heard the sounds of people struggling. And then she heard somebody say, Dante, don't run. Then the call ended. It was over. Now, was this a quick shoot? Who knows? Now, the way it's printed, sounds like it could have been. But the, the, the situation is being closely monitored by those who need to closely monitor that. Um, this is the worst time. I mean, I mean, folks, this, this is the absolute worst time for something like this to happen. And I got to tell you something. And, and this is my uh, way of formulating this. Man, where am I turning this around in my head? Uh, in these times where you have this kind of dark behind the scenes, not backfield smoke rooms, but nefarious, uh, crooked dealings happening in very high and obscure Oh, yeah, they can be very high places, but you'll never know where they are. Yeah. And they can be obscure because they're hiding many times in plain sight. People meet to do various things and uh, get certain things done that you never know occur. You never know. And that's what's happening in our country today is that I believe there are things, there are events that occur that are orchestrated. Hear me now. Hear me now. Hear me now. Don't, 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 don't write me off as a goose yet. Okay. Uh, The time may come. The time may come when you, you may have to do that, but don't write me off as a goose right yet until, until you hear what I'm saying about orchestrated. It always seems that when something is beginning to ebb, is beginning to die down, you know, there is always something of the same theme that flashes out again and the same characters. Hear me now. Oh, you hear me? The same characters that did the burning and the looting and the same scenario once it dies down are you hearing me talking about orchestration here it's as though the conductor of it says now let's bring in more crescendo here huh are you are you hearing what i'm saying now, Chauvin, uh, Derek Chauvin's trial, uh, the cop in, uh, there in Minnesota, hey, it's rocking along. Nobody's burning. Nobody's looting. Uh, things could happen. Why? I don't know. But things could happen. Huh? If things go wrong as far as the eyes of that public feels about what should go down with Derek Chauvin, right? Things could go. Things could get ugly. Oh yeah, things could get ugly. But but they didn't. 
you didn't have to wait for, for things to get ugly there. Another shooting occurred. And, and it was an immediate, it was an immediate mob, flash mob. Immediately. You had the burning and the looting going on. It was almost immediate. Orchestrated. And I believe, and I'm not saying that this cop is in on it. I don't know, you know. But the way this shooting is described, you know, you, what was was he being confronted with a gun, or was this you're just being confronted with a man who's fleeing? Huh? Are you being confronted with a man with a gun? Because this is going to come. We're going to need to talk about this. Because see, folks, the same thing would apply to you. If you have a person who you have caught in your home who is fleeing out the front door or the back door, if they're fleeing and they're into your yard or whatever, they're out of your house, they're into your yard, and you shoot that person in the state of Louisiana, I don't know what it's like here in Florida, and I think it's the same way in Texas. But if you shoot that person fleeing, you could be in trouble. If, 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 if you shoot them dead fleeing, and if you shoot them they live fleeing, you're still in trouble because they're going to sue you. That's, that's just how crazy things are right now. Now, it's not like riding, riding, chasing the bad guys on the back of the horse and they're boogie boogie ahead of you and you're shooting at them and, you know, you, hit, you happen to hit one and he falls off his horse and everything's okay. It's not like that anymore. <laughs> no, no, th- this is not a, a John Wayne Western. This is reality America today. And I am saying to you that if this cop shot this guy when he was running away from him, this ain't going to go well, especially in the minds of those who feel as though something else could have been done. And I got to be, be frank with you. If the guy was f- fleeing, where was he going to go? Huh? You had his girlfriend and there you had his mom just on the phone. If he ran, where is he going to go? That's that's uh, that's why I always uh, uh, wondered about the sanity of anyone who is uh, trying to evade the police in Los Angeles or anywhere for that matter. Just I mean, well, unless you're in the r- real rural areas of of uh, America, I guess you can get away. You can do that in high speed chases and that type of thing. But if you're in Los Angeles. And you're trying to run from the police, the police. Where are you going to go? Huh? They got helicopters. They, 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 you're not going to go anywhere. Not in a car. You may get out and blend in, but you, where are you going to go? So this guy, if he was fleeing, where was he going to go? So the question is going to come up. You might as well hear it from me first. And because it's going to get ugly, it's going to get real ugly. If, in fact, uh, they determine that there were other options, alternatives for this officer to have used in apprehending this man other than lethal force, unless the officer felt as though he himself was in mortal 
danger. If he had to make the decision right then that he was in mortal danger, but if a person is fleeing from you, they present no threat in the minds of most jurors. It has been proven over and over and over. If a man or a person is fleeing from you, they are not presenting to you a mortal threat. So we got a problem here. You got a problem of people who are wanting to burn, loot, and take your stuff just because. They don't know you. They don't know DeWante, uh, the guy who got uh, uh, shot. They don't, they don't know him. They don't know anything about any of that. No. They don't know, they don't know DeWante Wright. They don't know his mama. They don't know nothing about his family. They're not his cousins, uh, his kin. Nothing else. They just want an excuse to burn your stuff down, not realizing whether or not there might be somebody who just lost their entire life savings, their entire life's work in a place you just burned down and looted. Get a gun. I'm telling you, because there's a programming now of loot and burn. You don't deserve what you are, what you got. And if somebody, if you do something, say something that we don't like, we're going to loot and burn you. Huh? They're defunding. They're trying to defund the police, y'all. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, and I've said this many times, that officer uh, that stands out in the middle of the four-way with his hands up to stop traffic, they're not stopping because of him. He's just a man. He's just a guy. But what makes him different is that we have put a badge on his chest that says we stand with him when he gets out of his car and stands in the middle of that street. And when he raises his hand, that's not him raising his hand to stop traffic. That's not him. No. That's you. That's you. And so when, 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 when he's attacked, they're not attacking him, even though they, they just call it the police in general. You know, they're not attacking him. They're attacking you. And that's the way you have to understand it. But also, the police officer has to understand that, that he's, he's nothing without us. And they are beginning to understand that even more and more because we're not, you are not standing. I stand with the cops. Oh, yeah. You're not standing with them when you allow this type of foolishness to go on. Are there bad cops? Of course there are. They're bad. There's bad everything. They're bad. There's bad politicians. There's bad preachers. There's bad doctors. There's bad people. So sure, naturally, you're going to have bad cops. Or there's stupid cops. Uh, there's stupid everything. There's stupid people. There's stupid preachers. There's stupid politicians. Of course there are. So you're going to have stupid cops. Huh? 
But you don't burn down and loot things just because stupidity is exposed. Do you? Huh? We have to deal with this. But the justice system of this nation must deal with it. Our own justice system of this nation must deal with that bad public servant, with that bad doctor, the bad politician, the bad preacher, whoever it is. The justice system has to deal with it. We cannot put up with people burning and looting businesses just because somebody gets their self shot. Oh, his mom, if something's bad, uh, went bad here, his mom's going to get paid. But that does not bring back the business that these idiots have burned down. No, a friend of mine was telling you about it, Kenosha, when they burned up there. The, he had put all he had. He had put everything we friends could had to to help him because he had a fantastic import business up there. It was great. <laughs> yeah, export, exporting and importing. He kept his inventory right there. Wiped him out. Wiped him out. As he was just beginning to realize how great a business it could have been, he got wiped out by people who did not care. So his and every investor with him bit that. Still stings. He had had stings. Because it was stupid and done by stupid people who are doing this very thing now because they don't know Duarte right. How how does taking the stuff out of my business help Duarte right or his family? How does that? This violence must end. And like I said, you have to let uh, police officers who are citizens on patrol, cops, huh? This is what we need to empower them to do. We need to, once again, bring in the Dodge City gangs of of, of lawmen, empower them to clean up our streets while keeping a very tight rain on them. That's that's the problem. There's no supervision. There's no authority that's worth anything anymore. In order to take it back, we have to give the right authority to the right people and oversee it. I'll be back. I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL, by with you on this great day in the USA. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the CL Bryant Show. Coming to you over uh, the talk monster, Red State Talk Radio, daily throughout the Fruited Plains uh, here in our great nation. Now, Joe Biden intends to nominate uh, uh, two, two critics of former President Donald Trump's immigration policies to key positions in his administration. Now, this is what I'm talking about, the breakdown of authority here, okay? Um, I don't care what you may have thought or not thought of Donald Trump. Donald Trump understood... Uh, what it was to be in authority and also be someone who could be under, who understood being under authority, although he hadn't been in authority a long time. But, um, you know, his, his authoritarian figure was his father, Fred. Yeah. And uh, Trump understood authority. Now, Joe Biden talks a lot about his parents and so forth and yada, yada, yada. But his liberalism, his lean toward liberalism has led him away from what true authority wails and, and what that means in a society. Will you, will you hire people to legislate and carry out the business of the people? Joe Biden is carrying out Joe Biden's business. That's, that's what he's doing. He's carrying out Joe Biden's business. And, and so when we look at this, where he is going to uh, put two critics, known critics of DJT um, in key positions in his administration, a White House official said on uh, Monday, said it, 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 it signaling a continued push to ease Trump restrictions on immigrate on migration. Now, why would he want to do that? Seeing that this is chaotic, but yet he's not turning the spigot off. He's turning the spigot on. Why? Biden will tap. Chris Magnus, the chief of police in Tucson, Arizona, to lead U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP, the agency uh, charged with border security and uh, facilitating legal trade and travel. Now, 
Biden will nominate also Ur Jadu as director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, which handles immigration paperwork and processing. You know what that means, right? It means that whoever comes into this country will get a rubber stamp citizenship provided by Joe Biden's administration. So why would they want to close the floodgates when what we have been telling you must be true all along is that they are trying to bring in a voting class of people that will vote for them simply because that voting class is beholden to them. Oh, friends, this 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 is this gets worse. Yeah. Magnuson and and Jadu must be approved, of course, by the Senate, which is narrowly controlled by Democrats. The chamber is divided 50-50 between Democrats and Republicans, right? Sure it is. With vice president or president uh, in the wings, Kamala Harris, she has the tie-breaking vote. So if all the Republicans say no and all the Democrats say yay, then these two security-destroying individuals will be able to rubber stamp any illegal alien right now because this one in particular, Ur Jadu, uh, is in charge of handling the paperwork and the processing, which means that they can prioritize any path to citizenship that they want to. They work for the president of the United States. The due process of people who have been standing in line to become citizens of this country has just been undermined big time. Are you hearing anything that I'm saying to you? Your nation is being absolutely taken over by someone who Oh, my God, has been in Washington, D.C. for nearly 50 years who could not have won and could never have won the presidency on his own. No way. In fact, he didn't win the presidency on his own. It was stolen for the very purpose that we're seeing occur right now. Now, I was telling you that, uh, hey, I know a lot of you may say that I'm crazy and so forth. But this that we're seeing here in this country right now, this was all a part of what Obama referred to as the fundamental change 
of America. This is what it was. This is what it, this is what it boiled down to. This is what it was. We, 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 we watched it. We stood and watched it happen. But, but the, the odd thing is, and it worked against us, and it's still working against us. We can stop it. We can reverse it. But you have to be aware of what it, you have to be aware of who the enemy is. You have to be aware that you have an enemy in order to fight one. You're not going to fight an enemy that you didn't even know you had. And Americans, this is a part of how we got here. We always felt as though there would be no way what is going down could go down. But look at what they did. They followed to the T, to the letter. Rules for radicals. They destabilized a, a, a situation by causing chaos. Create chaos. And in that chaos, what happens is people are easily led if they are afraid. Are you hearing me? They will listen many times to the loudest voice or the more um, voice that makes sense to them at the time. And what usually makes sense to them at the time is what can uh, stop this uh, from being painful right now. What can take away the fear right now? And Democrats have been masters of saying we'll take away the fear right now for that mother uh, back in the 60s whose whose old man just walked out back in the 50s walked out and many men did that white men, black men, all kind of men just walked out back in the depression in particularly men just left mom may have eight kids Uh, men just left What's she going to do? Along comes this government program that says, hey, listen, we'll feed your children. We'll keep a roof over your head. What are you going to do? Well, of course you're going to get involved with that because you want to feed your children and keep a roof over your head. Now, the the thing is, uh, if, 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 if Johnny, your husband, comes back, huh? If Roger comes back, whatever, you know, if he comes back, we can't live with you. Huh? If Pete comes back, he can't live with you. If the children's daddy comes back, he can't live with you. Otherwise, you, you lose all this and y'all back right where you can see. A lot of times men will come back once they see that she's doing better. No good thing. He couldn't provide. But now she's on government assistance with somebody else paying that tab. And now he comes back. Well, they said, no, you can't do that. But they do it anyway, don't they? (laughs) Authority, the respect for it is absolutely broken down. 
the mechanisms of how it should work has absolutely broken down. And it is systemic throughout our society from the church down to the street. And the church, as far as I'm concerned, is still uh, on earth, God's highest authority to speak to mankind. But even that responsibility is being shirked by preachers who will not preach the full counsel of God on things that ruin societies because they are now very, very much afraid of being called racist and politically incorrect. That's the problem. That's the situation that you're facing right now. And here in this next year, next two years, uh, I will be making it my business to, um, you know, carry this message to as many places and many different venues that I possibly can carry, especially as we um, move forward with trying to produce our next film, the next project, the next movie. And so um, all of you, just pay attention. Tune in daily. We'll keep you abreast of what's happening. Uh, something that uh, the president of our company, Freedom Works, and myself had been talking about for a long time. Same way ways we did with Runaway Slave before I created the idea uh, for one Runaway Slave, and then uh, gathered the people to do it. Uh, we had talked about you know, doing something like that. And, and I'm telling you something, the Lord has placed upon my heart now, just like he did with Slave, just like he did with Slave, Crystal Dove award-winning movie. Uh, he's placed upon my heart now the same uh, type of fire in the belly to get it done. And folks, you know, anybody that knows me knows that I just don't talk idly. It may take me a minute or two to get done with it, you know, find my bearings and fly in the right direction. But I don't talk idly. I'm telling you something that when I say something, I'm, I'm, I intend to do it. I'm on radio because I made the film because of it. Anything that the Lord has put in front of me to do, if I spoke it, I did it. And I'm telling you, we're about to do another film that's just as powerful. Runaway Slave was ahead of its time. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Yeah, welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the Greatest Nation on the face of the planet, and that is America. Thank all of you for coming along with me daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and uh, it is um, my honor to uh, be able to serve you in this capacity. And um, as we uh, be, hey, by the way, I need to, I don't know if I've said this at all. I don't know if I've said this at all today, but I need to say it to you. I need to tell you, you know, when I, when I first um, came here, well, last week, last week I did a show uh, from Florida. You know, I've moved to Florida and uh, I did it from, I was in Port St. Lucie, but now I've moved over to the island, over to Hutchinson Island, like I told you. And I'm doing my absolute first show from here. So the C.L. Bryant Show, and I'll be uh, crowing about that. Uh, I'm really happy to be here. Glad to be among my Floridian friends and got many of them up and down the coast. And we will be checking in with them and they'll be checking in with you. Michelle's going to have a whole lot of folks lined up. And any of you New Yorkers getting ready to come down here, coming out of Times Square, wherever, where we do have the Talk Monster billboard, the Red State Talk billboard there right in Times Square above Ripley's Believer or not. C.L. Bryant Show pops up there 24 hours a day. If you're coming down here though, uh, go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, go. Don't come here. <laughs> go somewhere else. We don't want, we don't care how y'all did it up there. We don't care how you did it. Joining me now is uh, someone who I have incredible respect for his work and uh, for him and he's an attorney extraordinaire uh, he is in fact a minister of the gospel a long time Louisiana public servant and quite recently uh, Louisiana state senator uh, he is none other than the uh, the, 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 the attorney the, the attorney extraordinaire Mr. Elbert Guillory how are you friend thank you so much for being with me my brother, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Glad you're on with me. And, Albert, uh, you know that uh, these are troubling times. One of the things I want to bring up right now, uh, perhaps you've heard of the, the rioting and looting and everything that's going on up in a uh, suburb of Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, because of the shooting yet of another um, black man. Albert, t- give us your perspective on what it, what it Somehow, I, I just don't understand how this can keep happening and how we can keep burning and looting without... Talk to us about it, Elder. I've just about burned out the first hour on it. Talk to me. The first thing I have to say is that police officers have a right to go home, too. And a traffic stop is an extremely dangerous time. This morning, three officers at a traffic stop in Georgia shot. Uh, New Mexico, a few days ago, uh, officer, state trooper, killed at a traffic stop. Uh, these traffic stops are very, very dangerous, and people need to start to behave. This man uh, that's causing all that problem in, in Minnesota, he had warrants. Uh, they stopped him. He got out of the car properly, decided to get back in the car so that he could drive off. Now, getting back in the car would lead an officer to believe that he's probably getting some kind of weapon. And so they tell him, stop, stop, don't do that. He gets in the car, they shot him. 
And that's what happened, folks. That's what happened. And, Albert, I like what you said from the beginning. Police officers have a right, and they want to go home just like anybody else. And here we are, Albert. You know, down in Louisiana, both both Albert Guillory and I are from uh, our roots. Well, he's from Acadiana, and my roots run deep into Acadiana. And we all know, Elbert, we like a good time down in Louisiana. In fact, the drop of the hat, we'll party, we'll party at any drop of the hat. We'll have a good time. And, uh, but, but it seems now there are people who want to loot, burn, and take your stuff at the drop of a hat. How much more of this are we going to endure before we do something about it? And what is it that we should do about this? Talk to us. It's time to call the police. Time for the police to go ahead and put an end to this. Twenty, just today in, in Minnesota, twenty buildings, twenty businesses supporting twenty different families, probably forty or fifty families, including the employees who work there, burned, looted. We have to stop this, and it means getting the police officers to be there and to use the necessary force to stop. America has turned into Dodge City, it appears, uh, all over, all over the country, it appears. Is there then, uh, what's what's the, uh, desertion, that's the word, is there a desertion of our society, particularly beginning in our co- on our college campuses, of respect for authority. When did this occur? How asleep were we for this to happen on this type of scale? Speak to us. I think we did two things wrong. Uh, when we, when in, in 1964, when uh, Lyndon Johnson passed the 64 Civil Rights Act, which put husbands out of put the men out of the out of the home uh, so that uh, the women could receive government assistance getting fathers out uh, made a big big difference uh, especially in our young men who are still very much without respect and uh, floundering the second thing that we've done is thrown God to the side. We evicted baby Jesus from the, the public domain. When we took God out of school and God out of society, things like little little boys, like a, a mischievous little boy, six, 70 years ago named Elbert Gilbert, knew that God was watching so a lot of the mischief, although he got into a lot of mischief, he would have gotten into a whole lot more mischief if he did not know that God was watching him. My uh, special... that away. Yeah. And, and that, friends, he is right on point. My special guest is uh, former Louisiana State Senator Elbert Guillory, and he is an attorney extraordinaire and also in his own right... Uh, a film maker as well, Albert. Uh, you and I were um, conducted a, a national town hall, and we got really good good uh, play on this town hall too, Albert. Um, let me tell you something, man. The discussion on uh, 
Jim Crow and in in 2021 to you and I seems so unnecessary. How why is it being made necessary by some who might be on the left? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure the the method to the madness. Senator Guillory, talk to us about it. I believe that the Democrats, some Democrats, are concerned that black folk are leaving the Democrat plantation. And so they want to scare us, frighten us with race. You hear the term racism, race, racism, all the time now. I mean, I'm almost 80 years old, and this is the first time in my life that race and racism have been so much at the forefront of American discussion. And I believe that that is a, a diabolical attempt to frighten people, to make them believe that some people are, are trying to protect them from all the rest of the people in America. Elbert, tell folks how to get a hold of you if they want to bring you to a place near them. Contact me on Facebook, Elbert Guillory, on YouTube, Elbert Lee Guillory, uh, on Twitter, and of course, uh, Elbert Guillory's America, uh, my website. And you know what, folks? Uh, Elbert tells us that he's nearly 80 years old, but I, I, I declare to you, man, there is no way that anyone would ever, ever guess that you're in excellent shape. And, uh, hey, I certainly appreciate your example. Let me ask you this one last question here. I've asked this to everyone from Sean Hannity to Judge Janine on this very show and many of our guests in between, many of them. And you're one who I do bef believe uh, is uh, someone who I really would want to, to hear the answer to this question from legacy uh, senator, attorney, counselor, Eric, uh, Albert Gillery. Tell uh, us when it's all said and done and you, you're hanging up your, your spurs there and you're going to sit on the porch for a while and and rock and do what you do until, good Lord, the general calls you off the battlefield. And also, Elbert, I want to thank you for your service. Elbert is a decorated uh, Vietnam veteran as well. But legacy, legacy, Elbert Guillory, tell us what you want us to remember about you. When I was 15, I was arrested in a public library trying to get a book because black folk couldn't go to the public library and get a book. From that day until this day, I have fought to make America deliver on its promise of justice and equality. Without not one day off from that day until now, um, if when, when I leave, and I ain't going to never sit on the porch now. <laughs> you don't have to carry me out of, out of the courthouse or somewhere. I'll be I'll be working until that last breath is drawn. But when when the funeral is, is, is being held, I just want folks to know that I was a warrior for justice. A warrior for justice. He truly, truly is. Uh, Senator Guillory, uh, always an honor to have you on the show with me. God bless you, and God keep you, man. We'll meet up on the trail here real soon. 
And uh, any any parting words for for the audience before we we, we let you go? Just one one thing I would ask folks, particularly with this police business, to to look closely at, at what what's happening in the streets. Uh, there was a lieutenant who stopped at a, at a traffic stop recently. Uh, police pull up, try to get him to come out. And he wanted to talk and talk, and he wouldn't get out. And when they finally got him out and took him down, he was crying like a little witch on his knees, crying. I mean, we just have to do what police officers tell us to do. If they are wrong, let's challenge them in court, but let's not challenge them on the roads. Very. My advice for the day. That is the best advice that any of us could possibly have. And, Albert, thank you so much for your wisdom, your insight, and thank you for the life's journey that you have been on and that you have shared with the rest of our nation. And I need to tell you this. Uh, it is shoulders like yours that uh, guys who come along behind you like me stand on. And thank you for that. So God bless you and keep you. We'll talk to you real soon. God bless you, brother. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryan Show. That was uh, my friend, uh, Senator Albert Guillory of the great state of Louisiana, my home state, his home state. Uh, my family roots run down into Acadiana, down below Opelousas, on, heading on down to uh, Lafayette and Lake Charles, uh, all of the uh, James and even, even Bryant's that you have down there akin to me. And so um, uh, white white ones and the black ones, <laughs> yeah, they came to me. And so um, he was giving us his perspective, his idea on where we go with that type of uh, uh, attitude that is now beginning to permeate the streets of America. But you got to remember what I told you. When they attack that cop, they're not attacking the cop. They're attacking you. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're attacking you. You put the badge on his chest. And, and, and they're attacking you. They're attacking the society. And if he is wrong, then challenge that in court but keep the order in which it should be challenged. You cannot burn down people's businesses. And we are not going to get to a point in this country where we're going to allow folks to get away with that. I don't care what color they are. I don't care who they are. Unless we start breaking the heads of those who disrupt civility, including the cops who might do it then we're going to, to to continue to have this type of chaos. There has to be righteous indignation and anger over things that are happening that disrupt the lives of our children. And when you loot and burn businesses in the presence of our children, we cannot at allow that type. 
of example to go unpunished. Or guess what happens? Guess what happens? The children lose respect for the very people charged with keeping law and order by you. They also lose respect for you. Because even in your own homes, we're challenged with the ideas of political correctness. But children need, I'm talking about from a young age, it comes a point it's just too late. Okay? They need authoritarian rules to guide, to, to live by. Don't be, don't be like, no, I mean, I'm not going to encourage anybody to be like, my parents, my parents were crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, as far as uh, that was concerned. It's, you know, in my mind, and, but you know what? When I look back on it, yeah, there's a lot of things you want to blame on your folks, but there's a lot of things you thank your parents for. And I realized that was very strong-willed. A uh, child is a very strong-willed child. Strong-willed teenager. Strong-willed young man with a family. In fact, I was crazy, too. And my two older daughters in particular, Miranda and Ever, and I guess Carissa, uh, in a way, <laughs> they, are gonna, they, they are talking about the same kind of crazy dad and mom that they had that I was talking about, too. But they're glad they had me. And you always wish that you may have had something else. We all do. Yeah. But as far as authority is concerned, we had better regain that reign on authority quickly. Or you had better be ready to live in fortified, armed camps because they're coming to burn your stuff too I'm CL this is the CL Bryant show we'll be back after these brief words don't go anywhere Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Are lifted high. Our 
hearts are bowing in reverence. And friends, it, what do you think the breakdown of our southern border is all about? What do you think the flood of illegal people into this country who we know nothing about is all about? It's about the breakdown of authority. And this is this is the chilling part about it. This is the most chilling part about it. That breakdown of authority is coming from the White House. It's coming from the House of Representatives. It is coming from the United States Senate. Elections have consequences. And we did everything we possibly could to warn you about the consequences of voting in Warnock and Arsoff and, 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 and causing uh, Republicans to lose control of the Senate. We warned you, Georgia, we wa- oh my God, I spent... I don't know how many miles I travel in Georgia on on the road. I don't know how many miles I travel in Georgia. How many times did did we stump for uh, Leffler and Arnoff and and not Arnoff and, and, and Purdue, Sonny Purdue. Huh? How many miles? And it just, everyone, everywhere that we went, I mean, we could be a large town, small town in Georgia, everywhere that we went, we were running into people who just told us, uh, whether they told us what they they thought we wanted to hear or what, that there was no way they're going to vote for Raphael Warnock. And we're talking about good old boy folks. Oh, yeah, Stacey Abrams had gotten to the black vote. There's no question about that. But even she is suspect in all of this because she has now driven out over eleven hundred million, over eleven hundred million dollars. Out of her state. Uh, Doing what? Not doing anything, but being stupid. What in the world do you think would happen if you uh, cause Major League Baseball to take away an all-star game? Now you've got uh, JoJo, who was working down at the, uh, you know, the hot dog stand there in the in, in, in the stadium. That was his little extra money there. It's his bonus money that he's going to get. You know, he sells his hot dogs, his peanuts or sodas or whatever. These guys get paid to do that. And sometimes they get tips for doing that. That all dried up and went away, but this this serves to them as bonus money. That, that went away. And you can go on down to the shoe shine shops and the parlors. Huh? When you're wearing a really nice pair of boots or something, and the kind that can shine. Oh, man, there's nothing more... I don't know what it is about sitting there letting somebody shine your shoes. Somebody who's really good at it. I like to do it in airports sometimes. Yeah. Nice shoe shine. They didn't make no money. Shoe shine folks didn't make no money. 
Waitress, waitress, waiters and waitresses make no money. Why? Because Stacey Abrams, don't you forget this. Don't forget what I'm telling you. Stacey Abrams drove that business out the same way Ocasio-Cortez ran business out of New York. Are are y'all remembering this? Huh? Are you remembering the people who put you out of work? Joe Biden, first day in office. What did he do? He put you out of work. Oh, we're going to take it back soon. I tweeted out, follow me on Twitter, at Rev, at Rev C.L. Bryan. Follow me on Twitter. Um, I, I tweeted out a uh, pic of me and Jim, uh, Jim Jordan, together. Uh, we were at some, he, I introduced him or something happened. I can't remember. What, what, I forget where, where it was. Jim and I have been together a few times on venues. But one thing, we're in the East Coast somewhere. We're going to take it back. So we're going to take back the House and uh, the Senate. But this is how we're going to have to do it. You see, we're not talking about people in there like Jeff Flake. We, we can't tolerate a flake anymore. To tell you the truth, we really, uh, Mitch McConnell, um, the only thing that saves Mitch McConnell is the fact that he had a come to Jesus moment with, you know, Donald John Trump. But then uh, after the election, uh, he went back to his old, he flashed back to his old self. You know, he flashed back to his old self. And um, (laughs) I'll be doggone. That old boy wanted to throw Trump under the bus. Especially when the president was saying that this election was rigged. Mitch McConnell wanted to throw him under the bus. And it seemed to me that Mitch seemed somewhat smug in the fact that he was back in the warmth of the swamp that he knew. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I think the swamp creatures have loved being swamp creatures and they love the primal warmth of their ooze and whatever, you know, swamp creatures like whatever that is. They like the ooze of it. And I'm telling you, it's leading to everything. Back to the swamp is leading to everything you're seeing now. The attacks on police officers, but I got to tell you again, they're not attacking him. Uh, police officer is just a guy. That's all he is. But he's empowered by you to do what he does. And it's a calling. There's no question about it. I mean, but of course, there are people now who get it because it's a job. But I remember when being a cop was a calling. That's you did it because you were. That's what you you were. You were a cop. You're a police officer. I have a cousin, um, first cousin of mine. He was always a cop. He was a cop from the time we were playing cops and robbers. He was never the robber. He was always the cop. And that's what he grew up to be. And he's retiring now. He's retired. and uh, But he was always that. Me, I guess I was always the preacher. I was always talking to somebody or hollering at somebody about something. <laughs> but he was always the cop. That's a calling. But when they attack him, 
they're not attacking him. They're attacking me. Because he can't do what he does unless you or I empower him to do it. And we can never let them forget that they work for you. Yeah, you pay their salary. In some cases, although I think most buy their own guns now, but in some cases they used to issue uh, guns. But the riot gear and everything that goes down with that, that's, those are your guns. Those, those are, that's money. That's your money. When they break out the riot gear and all that kind of stuff uh, and, and whatever goes with that, the shields and whatever go with that, that's your money. At least it should be. Your, your city, your tax dollars in your city, your municipalities uh, should help fund that for the police officers. It's your money. And when they attack the police, they're not attacking him or her. They're attacking you. Many a good women cop I have known over uh, the years. They're not attacking her. They're attacking you because you empower them to do what they do. You know? And so here we go. Here we go. Now. You have the border being invaded, right? You have people who hate Trump being put into positions that give them rubber stamp ability on illegal immigrants coming into this country. You have a Senate that must confirm these two nominees that Joe Biden has put uh, before the Senate for confirmation or will be putting before the Senate for confirmation. Chris Magnus, uh, the chief of police in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. And Er Jadu, uh, director of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, which handles by the way, immigration paperwork and processing, which means that Er Jadu, not to be mistaken with Erica Badu, <laughs> but Er Jadu is able to fast track anybody's path to citizenship. I wonder if he has a method to fast track 800,000 of those votes. Hmm? I, w- I wonder if he has the, 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 the ability to do it in, ma- in mass order like that. Can you just say, boom, these people here who have applied for citizenship in this country, even though we don't know who they are, the Biden administration has put this before me and they are now, whoom, what's that music? Used to be the harp music on Let's Make a Deal. Wing. They are now citizens of the United States. Who are they beholding to? They're beholding to the, they're going to dance with whoever brung them. They're going to dance with the one who brung them. Oh, yeah, you can talk to them. You may even court them. 
They ain't gonna do much dancing with you. Not on things that's important. No. No, the first dance, the best dance, and the last dance. They're going to dance with the one that brung them. And Joe Biden is the one who's bringing them. Why is it, you may ask, that Joe and Kamala hadn't been to the border? Oh, you know. You know why they hadn't been down there. Don't you? You know. If you don't know, let me tell you. It's because wherever the president goes, cameras go. It's because wherever the vice president go, cameras go. They can't go down to the border because Secret Service would be there and people who will be able to see just how chaotic this is. They would be there. CBS, NBC, MSNBC, all of them would be there. In fact, I can tell you because I know it. They have been there. They actually know how bad it is down there. Is there anything they want to do to change it? I don't think so. So the answer to that question is no. There is nothing they want to do to change it. And 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 so uh, they want the chaos. That is one of the rules for radicals. You have to create chaos, which creates fear, which leads to the ability of those who are unscrupulous to guide you into a corral. My job has always been to set people and captives free. But you know what? The truth is, America, the truth is, America, and this is what I want you to know. The truth is, America, is that many times we have fought against the liberators, and that's what you're seeing right now. There are people who hear what you're saying. They understand what you're saying. But somehow they just don't believe what you're saying. How many years have I, have I along with other friends of mine, how many years have we been telling black folks in this country? Have we been telling liberals in this country, Latino voters in this country? that you're betting on the wrong horse. You need to bet on the horse who's here to give you your own liberation. From what? From uh, the things that you have been in bondage to. And what happens? We get so comfortable in that. Voting bondage. Because, you know, mama voted that way. Daddy voted that way. 
and, and a lot of times our own personal lives, we, we get trapped into this thing where we, we're, just, we're just trapped into this situation because that's the way it's always been. And you don't even want to try anything else. That's where most of the vote who's on the liberal, that's on the liberal side is right now. They don't even want to try anything else. Somebody comes along and says, hey, you know, you can do this. But the only thing you can do is related to what, you, what, what the way it's always been. Huh? If you get trapped into the mindset of it's always going to be the way it's always been, and that, that Americans, uh, that, is a, that is a death sentence for you, for your life. It's a death sentence for your political life. If you get locked into the mindset that it's always going to be the way it's always been, then there are a lot of things that you will lose out on because you cannot believe that it can be different. Black folks, hear me. It can be different. But you don't want to listen to the voices who tell you that it can be different and they're actually practicing the difference and prospering from the difference while you're angry and mad and upset and anxious. Those who are telling you, you could be, it can be different, look at them. If you don't believe what they're saying, believe the work that they're doing. And then compare it to the things that you see on the other side of the ledger. Huh? If you don't believe them, believe the work. That's what Jesus said about to the people uh, who were criticizing him. Hey, don't, don't believe me. <laughs> believe the work. If you, if you, if you don't want to believe, Jesus was saying, if you don't want to believe me, at least believe the work. Because uh, Satan cannot cast out Satan. You can't do good. If you're intending evil, you can pretend to, but you, but good comes from the fruit that it bears. Oh, you can pretend to do good that never bears any fruit whatsoever. But good comes from the fruit that it bears. So look, Jesus was saying to them, if you don't believe me, believe the work, the, 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 the blind see the lame are walking. Those who used to be in captivity are now free. Because of the work. That's what we're about doing at Freedom Works. I'm CL, the CL Bryant Show. I'll be back with Home Stretch in just a couple of minutes. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up. You thought I was to die for. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Best I can Always in the head 
CL back with you on this great day in the USA. I um, am waiting. I, of course, I'm broadcasting uh, for the first time from my new um, location in Florida, Hutchinson Island, Hutchinson Island, Florida. And uh, really, really happy to be here. First time I broadcasted since my, re- well, it's not the first time I broadcast since my relocate, but the first time I did broadcast when I relocated was up in Port St. Lucie and uh, PSL. And I'm in St. Lucie County now. It won't be long before I have to register and everything as a voter and get my cars already. In fact, I'm waiting on a call. My One of my vehicles is supposed to show up here um, today or tomorrow. And I was hoping that it wouldn't show up while I was on radio and apparently is not going to uh, because I haven't got the call from the guy who's delivering it. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's cheap to have a car delivered uh, from one place to another almost in fact it's less taxing and almost as cheap as driving it down yeah oh yeah oh my goodness it it really is but anyway i i was i was waiting um on him to call and i was hoping he didn't call during the show because if he had oh you're gonna hear about uh Oh, about 15, 20 minutes of purple rain or greatest thy faithfulness. <laughs> what? One of the two. You, 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 were go, you were going to hear that uh, cut into the C.L. Bryant show. Uh, I was going to play, play the long versions of greatest thy faithfulness or purple rain. Where Prince plainly says, let the good Lord lead you to the purple rain. <sighs> Before he just burns the guitar absolutely down on that on that particular version of it. Okay. Home stretch. C.L. Bryant show. And uh, my special guest today was um, former Louisiana State Senator Elbert Guillory. And um, one of my (laughs) favorite people, in fact, Michelle and I used to have him on all the time when he was, when we, when I was uh, in Louisiana doing the regional show, uh, the state show, the state, the show there in the state, uh, we had on Senator John Kennedy all the time. He had not run for this office yet. I don't think John was our state treasurer, so I can't remember what John was in the state there of Louisiana. We had him on the show. Uh, John is um, saying now, and if you know anything about John Kennedy, he's very Huck Finnish, brilliant, brilliant man, uh, Ivy League scholar, but he comes off as Huck Finn, you know. He says, Americans not morons we can see through infrastructure plan it's as though somebody hiding in plain sight don't think you can see them senator kennedy is is telling the democrats that americans are not morons we understand what you're trying to do But now, that's all going to boil down to 
how this thing plays out as far as vote is concerned. Because, see, I would have never thought Georgians would have done what would have did what they did. But according to all calculations, they did do it. Now, Joe Biden is kind of it's going back to some Trump policies. When it comes to. Mexico, Honduras and Guatemala. He's getting them to tighten their border security. Why? So he can loosen his. This is the type of foolishness that we have allowed for ourselves at this very time. And Joe Biden will be a name that will go down in infamy I think I think Jimmy Carter and I think uh, Barack Obama can breathe easily now because for the longest time they were vying for one and two worst presidents of the United States. But they can breathe easily now because within the first 90 days, the first 100 days, of Joe Biden's administration, Joe Biden, without doubt, is the absolute worst president that we have ever had. The worst in less than 100 days he had proven himself to be the worst president that America has had. Wow, Joe. And um, to go along with all of this, you have Prince Harry remembers Grandpa Philip as mischievous, unpredictable character. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Why say that about your grandfather that uh, everybody, many thought, your wife was talking about. Uh, friends, it's a topsy-turvy world that we're living in. I mean, it is absolutely upside down. And after everything that was said and all the hoopla over that, uh, after the 99-year-old the husband of Queen Elizabeth, Prince Philip. Sixty-nine years, the reign, and he was married to the Queen. He did say, Grandpa, thank you for your service, your dedication to Granny, and for always being yourself. Whatever that means. He was authentically himself, with a seriously sharp wit 
and could hold the attention of any room due to his charm and also because you never knew what he might say next. Oh my. The Meghan Mark Merkel supporters out there, they will no doubt after that statement, and I'm not sure that this statement was not pointed to create that type of response. They will no doubt think that the person who was concerned about what may, uh, what, what Ms. Merkel says was someone wondering and concerned about the complexion of their child. Uh, Megan, uh, no doubt, they will say, was talking about Prince Philip. Oh, yes. That's going to be the, 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 the thing. And, and you know, he's going to rest in peace either way it goes. But Prince Philip will wear that into his grave that he was or his urn or whatever they do. That he was the one who spouted those off because Harry said that there was never any telling what he might say next. I assure you, they're going to say it was him. But Americans, I have to tell you this. I have never been able to reconcile, except for the fact that, you know, it's royalty. But I've never been able to reconcile within myself, especially since we beat them in two wars right here on our own shores. The Battle of New Orleans and, of course, um, the Revolutionary War. We beat the British in two wars. Why is it that we even care what goes on in their personal lives? We are enthralled by them. And anyone who comes around with a British accent on television in particular, they just beat me out of a voiceover. Oh, yeah, they just beat me out of it. A British accent trumps an American accent every time. Just like a northern or a midwestern accent like um, that in Kansas or Chicago beats a southern accent out every time unless you're wanting something sold in the south. You better sound neutral. But a British accent, regardless of it's an American southern, American mid-eastern, American western, or American northeastern, a British accent beats them out. And I've always been wondering what that's about. And then it's dawned on me. It's about the same thing that our children and the reason that our children are selling out their own birthright. The senseless acts of violence that change nothing. It does not change anything. It does not bring back a fallen officer. And it burns down the business of people who help other people. Don't you realize that uh, people in business contribute to all types of things in the community because it's their community that they're doing business in, so they contribute to it. You burn down the business. You just harmed the community. That's stupid. 
Is it true that you can't fix stupid? Is that true? Can you fix stupid? Evidently, every time something comes around like this, stupid acting people act stupidly. Isn't that what Barack Obama said about uh, the police, even though he was saying it in in a very wrong-headed and wrong-fashioned way? Well, stupid people who want to to take any excuse to loot and burn, they're going to loot and burn. Fish gonna swim. You know what I'm saying. Those who are bent and toward that way, those who want to do that type thing, and those who are looking for that any, any excuse, they gon they gonna do it every chance they possibly get. We might as well understand that it's time to stop this by putting in full gear, full forceful, whatever the men and women who we have charged to keep law and order in our streets. That's what we want. Americans, you have to make that decision and you better make that decision right now, or you better arm yourself to the teeth as you should be already because they're coming for your business and your stuff next. Make no mistake about it. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL. And my heartfelt desire for each and every one of you is that God will bless and keep you all. (laughs) 